This is the Star Coach Show with Meg Rentschler, episode 262. So think of what is going to compel people, make them want to leap up out of their chair and make them feel something with that final. It's about them. W-I-I-F-M radio. What's in it for me? They are always thinking about that. What's in it for me? And if you can inspire them, quote is a really great way to do it. I always care so much. I want mm-hmm. them to feel something. And, and I think about this quote from Joe DiMaggio that he's quoted to say, a reporter in the crowd said, hey, Joe, tell me, how come you try so hard every time? Joe, see? And Joe said, because there might be someone in the crowd who's never seen me play and they may never see me play ever again. So I do it for them. So do it for the people who have never heard your message. And the ones that this is the last time they're going to hear it. And you have that chance to change their life. That ripple will reverberate. Welcome to Star Coaches, the show for professional coaches that brings you coaching strategies, tools, and resources. Whatever your focus or niche, take a front seat weekly as industry leaders, decision makers, and innovators share their wisdom and expertise on the ins and outs of successful coaching. Now join your host, Meg Rinchler as she connects you with your star coaching potential. Well, hello, welcome to the show. It is fabulous to have you here. As this show goes live, today is a particularly special day in the Rentschler household because the day this show goes live is my oldest son, Daniel's birthday. So Daniel, happy birthday. You are such a blessing to our family and We just are sending you all of our love. And speaking of blessings, my guest today, I feel so blessed to be able to bring her message forward to you. Eva DeVirgilis is an actress. She is a makeup artist. She is someone who created a TEDx talk that went viral. And what we're going to talk about today is... How do you do that? How do you get your message so clean, so targeted, so engaging that it has the potential to go viral? And even if you're not interested per se in having a viral talk, I would be so surprised if you're not interested in speaking in a way that people sit up and take notice. Whether you are speaking one-on-one with someone, you're speaking to a boardroom, you're speaking to a group of 10 to 10,000. Whatever that is, Eva DeVirgilis is going to talk to us today about how to get a really tight, focused, engaging message out there so that people are attracted to you and what you do. And she's going to give us real specifics about what to do from the way to prep through a breathing exercise, through the hook and the clothes. I mean, we've got the whole kit and caboodle in this talk, and I am so grateful to Eva for bringing that. And I'm going to tell you more about Eva in just a second. And I also want to welcome, if this is the first time that you've ever been to the show, so excited to have you here. I'm Meg Rentschler. I'm an executive and mentor coach who absolutely believes in the power of what coaching can bring to the world through empowering others, through helping them see clearly what they want out of life and partner with somebody to help them get there. And I do that through my work with executives, 
through helping executives understand what coaching as a leadership style can do for them, as well as the hundreds of coaches that I work with each year to help them strengthen their skills, strengthen their confidence, and build their businesses. Now, one way that I know helps us do that is engaging with the right resources. And therefore, I have just started building out a resource page on the Star Coach website. So starcoachshow.com slash resources. And that's where I am putting some of the key things that I use to help me build my business. And it happens to be as this show goes live, there's a couple key launches going on or offers, I should say, going on that really made a difference in my life, both the Kajabi platform, the product launch formula free masterclass, as well as for all of you who are still looking for credits for for your recredentialing, or do you just want some solid masterful training around coaching, the Essence of Mastery Summit is enrolling for its final opportunity for this year for you to get 21 core competency credits. And if you need your uh, credential renewed by the end of December, this is an awesome opportunity. So go to starcoachshow.com slash resources. So let's go back to what we're focusing on today, which is helping you get all the pieces together to create a talk that hooks your audience and helps them see what it is that you do in the world and if that's a match for them. My guest today, Eva DeVirgilis, empowers thought leaders to communicate to their highest potential. And you're going to hear and feel that in this interview. She doesn't just theorize about performance. She brings her 20 years of experience as a practitioner in television, comedy, and business to help you find the creative, dynamic, passionate speaker within you. She has nearly a million views in the TEDx talk that we're going to focus on in today's interview. And she was named by her magazine as one of their top inspirational TED Talks to help you change your life. Eva's coaching is the secret weapon for numerous top earning executives, industry leaders, politicians, and influencers. She taught creative presentations at UC, sorry, the CU School of Business and She basically wants to help people tell their stories, and she does such a great job of doing that. I actually re-listened to our interview uh, on the plane on the way to my vacation and was just charged up all over again about the different things that she shared and just how dynamic she is. So uh, we're going to be talking about the specific things that you need to think about and create when you're creating a talk that captures attention and maybe even helps you go viral. Let's go to our interview with Eva DeVirgilis. Eva, welcome to the Star Coach Show. I have really been looking forward to your interview. Thank you. I am very, very excited to be here. 
So I think that one of the things that I just want to emphasize to everybody who's listening is the importance of connection. Through the the four years that I've done this show, I have met the neatest people because of other people that I know who say this person needs to be in your life or this person needs to be on your show. And that's exactly how I had the absolute blessing of meeting Eva. And, And it was just through an email of a mutual friend who has been on the show, Dr. Ann Deaton, said, you know what, you two probably need to connect. And Aren't those the best kinds of connections? They really are. And that's how I met Anne through that kind of a connection, through a walking group with this other amazing woman, Claire Gastanyaga, who's an amazing lawyer and change maker in the world. And I was like, oh my gosh, who are you? I need to know you more. And we just kind of clicked. And I was like, I want to take you to breakfast. And that's it. I used to be so worried about connecting, especially with women. I was like afraid of women. I thought, oh gosh, women, I'm afraid to talk with them. But from now on, you know, it just, everything flipped for me. And I just said like, if somebody really interests me, all I do is like, all I can do is offer them coffee or, or cook for them or say, hey, I'd love to take you to dinner. And so often I've done that. And a woman will be like, oh, so do you want to do what I do? And they think like, I want something from them. <laughs> and Very often, I'm just like, I just want to connect with you and be around you and to, you know, have dinner with you. And they're like, oh, okay, great. Let's be friends. (laughs) And isn't that interesting? I did an interview with Carolyn Miller about a year ago, and she's the author of Make Your Best Life or something about your best life. She's, but it's all about grit. and, And she points out that women tend to not be supportive of other women. Mm-hmm. And that that's something that we all really need to work on because it's in raising up one another that we raise ourselves up. So yeah, it's a um, myth that I've I've yeah. finally tossed aside, and and I find when I take that leap, women catch me every time. Gotta love that, right? Yeah. So we uh, we're going to talk today about the amazing experience you had doing a TEDx talk, yeah, and helping people understand how do you bring forward the riches that you have through your experience that maybe you diminish and actually create a focused targeted talk or a maybe even the how you're going to bring your business forward. Uh, But before we go there, you have such a diverse past. Share a little bit about the path you've walked. Well, I started out as a performer. I mean, I am an unapologetic creative. I'm a creative type. That's who I am. Um, and so I went to school for acting and performance. And so I did that for years, but you know, every actor needs a side hustle. And so my side hustle was always being a makeup artist. So years later, I brought these two things together when I was working behind a makeup counter. And this one woman said, Hey, I saw you in that one woman show last night. Would you ever think about doing a TEDx talk? Because I'm producing one of the producers of this TEDx RVA, which is Richmond, Virginia, woman talk. And I was like, first of all, terrified. I was like, women, oh gosh, women. I don't know if I, you know, I'm kind of a guy's gal, you know. I talk to women. I've done stand-up comedy for years in New York, and I was afraid. And then she's and also I had never. I thought TED Talks were for nuclear physicists. You know, I I matched uh, foundation colors for women's skin tones. And um, 
Well, I did it and I wrote myself into it and I did it the only way that I could do it, which is I do characters. I also love to talk to the audience. So I did a little hybrid of a talk, putting myself into it. I had noticed this pattern when women sat in my chair within the first three seconds of sitting in my makeup chair, almost every woman would apologize to me for the way she looked about something. Oh my God, I'm sorry about this breakout. Oh, I'm sorry. I look gross. Oh, I probably smell. Sorry. And I noticed this and I would, almost, I would count it. And this is what I spoke about. And the talk went viral, uh, baby viral, I like to say, but it, it went viral. Yeah, it was big. It, yeah. it was big. And it went across the world. And I started hearing from women all over the planet Earth, almost on every single continent and reaching out and saying thank you to me. And that was a really amazing experience that happened because after that, I, I created a show from the women who reached out to me. I reached back out to them physically took my makeup chair around the world to eight countries in 44 days and had them sit in my chair. And I created this amazing show. But the other cool thing that happens when you have a TED Talk that goes viral is that people all over reach out and they go, how do you do that? How did you create that talk that is 10 minutes and really tight and really creative and it tells everything about who you are. You moved me to tears. You made me laugh. How do you do that? And so that started a whole nother side of what I do, which is creative communication consulting and helping people really hone in on their message, helping them with speaker, their presence, and creating a tight, beautiful structure to a talk, whether it's in a meeting, whether mm -hmm. it's a TED Talk whether it is in an, uh, in an elevator that you're in an right. elevator actually with somebody, you know, so every time you communicate with someone, there are little tips that I have for the past eight years really been developing. I taught it in a business school. I've gotten to learn from some of the best speaker coaches out there myself. I'm always, I'm a lifelong learner. I'm always listening, just like all of you out there and the, listening to this podcast. So I'm, I'll probably be quoting a lot of them. Uh, because they continue to inspire me and make me a better speaker. So that's, I think, leading me to this moment yes. with you on yes. this podcast. Absolutely. <laughs> so when we think about all you've learned and what you've started to put together in helping others create the kind of magic you did, where do we want to start today? Let's see. Well, I think where we start is you should always be thinking first and foremost, your audience. Think about your audience. And maybe I'm a very visual person. I love listening to podcasts too. I, I'm audio, I'm what's a kinesthetic. I need a little bit of everything. Right. Um, so if your audience, if you think about a presentation or a talk or whatever you're about to say, let's first start with like a glow, like think of a circle on a page. Mm -hmm. And that circle is your planet. That is what you are selling. That is who you are. That is the planet that you are on. That is your presentation. That is your pitch, your circle. Mm -hmm. So that is, and then on top of the circle, I want you to picture you standing there. You can even draw this if you're at home. Put a little like stick figure of you on top of it with your arms on your. your sort of that power stance. Yeah, that power pose. Yep. That's yeah. put that on top. And above that, put this beautiful rainbow above and you're looking so you're standing on your planet you're standing on top of it and you're looking right above it and it's just huge rainbow in the sky and on each side of a rainbow there's always a pot of gold so 
there's two pots of gold. So the first thing you're doing, you're on your presentation is your eye. It's your universe. What kind of presentation? What kind of universe do you want to live in? Do you want to live in a fun one? Do you want to live in a fantastically funny one? Do you want to be in a very serious one? So it's up to you. Mm -hmm. There are no rules as far as how you're going to pitch. Some people, I think we get pigeonholed or we think that because we're in science, we have to be more serious because we're in this career. We have to, because we're a woman, we have to be this way because we're a man. So whatever your planet, whatever universe you want to live in, that's yours. You get to live in it. So that would be the first thing I would say. Mm -hmm. Then we're thinking about our audience. Your audience is up there in that rainbow. And the two things I always think at the bottom of the rainbow is the gold. And that's one, what do you want to make them do? And what do you want to make them feel? And so that's the gold on either side. What do you want your audience to do? And what do you want them to feel? If every time you go into a talk or a pitch, you think of three things, you want to hook them right away. You want to make people feel something and you want to compel people to action. You want to make them leap up out of that elevator and go do whatever it is that you want them to do. So those are the three main things that you are always thinking about your audience and you want them to do those three things. Excellent. So what we're going to do is I'm going to have the link for your TEDx talk in the show notes for this show. And with that, I'm going to strongly encourage people to take in that beautiful experience. And that also gives us the opportunity to take what you're sharing and give a few examples from what you did in your talk to line up with the things that you're telling us to do. Oh, awesome. So with your talk, let's talk about, well, what you decided. It, it, was, yes. it was fun. It was moving. It was emotional. But what was your plan when it comes to the, you know, the serious, fun, funny kind of aspect of it? So I had a very specific audience. And in the end, that was the best thing. And that actually helped me, I think, be become viral because the the more you narrow your audience and speak to them, the better. So I spoke to women. And for the first time in my life, I really honed my message just speaking to women. I wanted women to forgive themselves, accept themselves, and connect with others. And I and stop saying sorry. Those were my things that I wanted women to say to themselves. And so I had this in the back of my head all the time as I'm thinking, because Darren LaCroix and Craig Valentine, two incredible speakers, they both won the world championship of public speaking in different times. They're both incredible. And they taught me this one thing that the audience is always listening to WIIFM radio. What is in it for me radio all the time they're listening to it. So it's all about them. So I said, the first thing you have to do is hook them. You've got to hook your audience. So what I did is I chose a hook. So there are so many different types of hooks that you can do. I chose a performance where I go through a litany of the different apologies that I heard in different characters of different women that said this. So it was like, sorry, you know, sorry, honey. I went through all these different accents. You would climb back into the chair and actually take on the persona. That was my hook That from the very beginning. Because when you're starting out and going up on stage or in, in a meeting, 
You don't want to say, hello, my name is Eva Divergilis, and then give your credibility right away because we have to hook, you got to hook them. Right. It's really interesting. People are going to listen and they're going to want to know what you have to say anyway. So they're going to wait for your name. They're going to wait for your credibility. So that's not the time to do it. You do it after. So boom, I went right into it. I didn't say, hello, thank you all for having me today. So I chose, but different kinds of hooks. Do you want to hear the different kinds of hooks there are? Yeah, we want to hear okay. the different kinds of hooks. Okay. So there's so many different kinds. There's of course a short engaging story, which I always love. There's this really great story, by the way, I would love to tell you because I think it encapsulates so much about being a speaker. Have you ever heard about the the election of 1874, William Gladstone and Benjamin Disraeli? And this was not in America. We're not going to talk about this election. Don't worry, everybody. <laughs> Relax. Breathe. It's all good. (laughs) We're going to talk about in the UK and the British Empire back then. So this was the Victorian age. So whoever won this election was going to be the most powerful man on the planet because the sun never set on the British Empire. So these two men, these two were going for the same prime minister. And the week before the election, these two brilliant men, equally brilliant, by the way, they were both scholars, respected, both of them took out the same woman the week before the election. And so, of course, after that, all of the reporters went to this woman and they were like, who's going to win the election? Who do you think is going to win? Who who deserves it? Who deserves it? And she said, after dining with Mr. Gladstone, I thought he was the cleverest person in England. After dining with Mr. Disraeli, I thought I was the cleverest person in England. So who do you think won the election? The one that made her think that he's the cleverest person or the one that she felt seen, heard, clever? It was Benjamin Disraeli, the one that the second one, the one that made her feel like the cleverest person in England. Gotta love that. It's not what you say, it's how you say it and how you make people feel. When you say it. So I love that story. So something like that is a great way. And by the way, that was from, I learned that in a wonderful book called The Charisma Myth. It's a fantastic book by Olivia Fox Cabane. She's a presence coach. She's incredible. Um, So engaging story, a compelling question is another great hook. First thing out of your mouth when you get there, raise your hand if you've apologized today. A shocking fact or t- statistic is another, you know, we all hear those one in five women have left the workplace since the pandemic. A compelling quote. We love them. We love quotes. Another hook would be an unusual prop. I don't know if you ever saw the the one about malaria that Bill Gates did. You know, he has mm-hmm. that. He's trying to eradicate malaria. The first thing he did, he came out on the TED stage and he had a jar and he was like, and he, he said, no reason for just poor people to worry about m- catching malaria. And he opened up the jar and released mosquitoes into the audience. Oh, wow. And like, of course, they didn't have malaria in the mosquitoes. But right. what a great, compelling way to begin. Have a prop. I once coached somebody who was selling a medical device and they use the medical device themselves. And they, you know, have that medical device in your hand, you know, have those props have the medication 
so many different, any kind of compelling prop you can think of. Right. Humor. So would you consider your chair yeah. a prop? My chair is definitely, and I usually have my chair with me when I do these things. My chair is mm-hmm. actually right here, but absolutely my chair is a prop. I bring very simple, simple props. I'm not the kind of person who wear, who like changes entire garb. I'll just use one tiny prop. So yeah, my chair is my prop. It's my, it's my, it's my hook. Absolutely. Um, sound bite and a clipping, all, all different things that I use at different times, but certainly humor too. In the mm-hmm. moment, humor is a great thing to use. So those are some of my favorite things with to start out. Boom. Boom. And we need that hook. We don't want to say, though. thank you so much for having me. And then and everybody is gone. They're thinking they're about their, their to-do list. Yeah. yeah. And then they'll eventually go, ha, 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 yeah. But, <laughs> But really, we have to just rip people out of the reality and get them to pay attention. And you have to, it will never feel comfortable. It has never once felt comfortable for me to go up on stage and start right away and say, start with a story. 1886 London. I'm like, oh, can I do that? I feel like I need a transition to say the first thing out of my mouth. I feel like there needs to be some, nope. Nope. Just that will, they'll be like, whoa, what's it's happening? Oh, okay. What am I missing? Okay. Oh, great. So that's the hook. Great hook information them. about the hook. hook We've them. hooked them. Where are we going next? So then we want to also the next is the I have to go back to the audience. You know, I I'm skipping around a little bit, but but what do we want our audience to do and what yes. do we want them to feel? So Those two lots of gold. Two, they're gold, baby. I'm giving you gold. <laughs> so what do I want them to do? So one of the things as an actor I've always learned and that we learned is that you have to have an objective. For every scene, there is an objective, a super objective. Then the movie, it's like, what's the super objective of this characters in the movie? They So we, how do we find that? So what do we want them to do? We think of ad, uh, verbs, action verbs. So I have my list. I always go to my little trusty list of action verbs and I go, okay, well, what do I want them to do? Do I want them to fund? Do I want them to buy? It could be goo goo gaga. Keep it simple in your head as you're writing your talk. What do you want them to buy now? Uh, Call today. Think of also like- Subscribe, whatever. Subscribe. Think super simple and just everything you're doing in your talk, that is your objective, what your audience, you want them to do. And so then to, uh, let's see what else, to hire, maybe you're in a room, you're trying to get a job, uh, to schedule, to navigate, to, I like also really juicy ones, to troubleshoot. Maybe you're giving, you're having to give a meeting and you're, you're having to, you're having to give tough news. So to justify. So those are some of the things. So those, when you're, I'm writing, I've always have that in the corner on my paper. Two. Then, how do I want them to feel? Verbs. Go back to those verbs. I want them to feel challenged. And certain sections, you're going. You might want that have different feelings. Uh, to comfort. To feel rejuvenated, strengthened, shocked, surprised, convinced. So all of these things, I'm writing down in my on my uh, script. I always like a script. I'm an actor. So I write it all down. I write it on paper. I cannot all do it on computer. If you can do that, because I'm always writing in the margins. Mm -hmm. And and then scribbling. And then, yeah. Yes. And Mm -hmm. I'm telling you, 
It is so important to make someone feel comforted at a certain moment. And if you do not write it down and change the way your voice sounds, if you want somebody to feel activated, then you change the rhythm in this section and you speak a little bit faster because that excites people and that makes them feel activated and that gets them excited and engaged. And then you slow down, change the tempo, and you drop a golden egg. So all of those things, tempo and the way that you activate somebody are ways that will also help making them feel something because it's so very important. So that would be the next thing. So now we've got, uh, we, we know what we want to make them feel. We know what they, we want to make them do. Then we go, I'm just going to go to myself. I know we went to hook, but real fast before we're, we're just going to go to ourself. Mm-hmm. Do the things you don't want to do, do the breathing exercises, do all of that before you go into a meeting, the four, seven, eight breath. Do you know four, seven, eight breath? Share four, seven, eight breath. Oh my, I did this before this podcast. It is scientifically proven. Dr. Andrew Weil, who is a doctor of Eastern and Western Harvard doctor, four, seven, eight breaths will bring down your blood pressure So it's in for four through the nose very deeply and quickly. Hold for seven. And for eight. And you do that at a minimum of four times. All right. And if you do that, it will completely, really, there's no getting around it. You will be more centered. So changing the physiology of your body, stretching centering yourself. That's the next part. That's you standing on top of your world. Now we do the hook. Now you're ready. You've centered yourself. I'm telling you that four, seven, eight breath. It's a, it's a game changer. So now you got your hook. We picked a hook. I picked my hook, which was going through all these characters. Boom, 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 boom. And then I got out of the chair and I said, and this is what I hear every day. And so that's what I'm saying. I'm saying I'm a makeup artist. And that's when I shared my, who I was and my credibility. So you hooked them right away. The next thing you say after your hook, go straight to the big idea. So once you've got their, the only reason for the hook is to get their their attention. That's the only reason. So now you've got their attention. So now say it, say why you are there. Within the first three seconds of sitting in my chair, almost every woman would apologize to me for the way she looked. That was the next boom. And so what are you there for? And you want to say it in, if you could do it in 14 words or less. One way, I love this. This is a great hint from, so your big idea that you're talking to the people, remember, it's all about the audience. So Patricia Fripp, she is an executive coach. She's She's, been on the show. Oh my gosh. She's she's the most amazing. So this would be a moment. She really simplified it. Oh, that's incredible. She's been on this. She's like guru status. And she says, every blank can blank by blank. So this would be the place to do this. Like every person listening to this podcast can create a dynamic, extraordinary presentation by following the simple structure. So every can by Patricia. I mean, sometimes when I'm just like stuck and I can't get it down and distill it and I'm like overwhelmed and all these things I want to accomplish in this presentation, you can't. So just simplify it and talk to the people. Every one of you 
And by the way, I really like to always say you. That's another thing I've learned throughout the years. If you can speak to one person, you will speak to the masses. So just say you. Raise your hand. You, you, you. That was one, a big switch that I had that I didn't think would make such an impact. But people are listening. They hear you. You think they're talking to you. And you are. Yeah. Yeah. So big idea. One of the things I have to say, because I think this really works, the reason about the hook is it's, it is so important that it grabs people's attention. I think of it as the aliens coming down from outer space. And you know, when the aliens come down and there's like this huge noise, like, and all the light windows crash and, you know, go and everybody's like, what is that sound? And then thing lands and the door opens and the aliens come down the ship and then they say listen to us learn our language assimilate or die that's their big idea like that's what they want to say the boom that's their hook (laughs) assimilate or die is their big idea and now they're going to outline how you how you're going to do that so that always helps me too. Like, how do I goo goo gaga, Eva? Keep it so simple. Simple. Yes. Am I going too fast? Am I throwing out too many ideas? Oh, this is awesome. You're spot on. You're spot on. Good. I love to teach it and I love to share it because I use it every time I get a new talk or I have to go on a podcast or I'm teaching a class about it. I'm always having to write new content. And mm-hmm. having this really simple structure always helps me. So we've got the audience. We've got the us doing our relaxations, go, doing the work. We've got the hook. Now we've got our big idea. Very, very simple. Ugu gaga. What do you want them to do? Next. So you've set that up. Now is the time to say, hello, everyone. I'm Eva Divergilis. And this is my credibility. I did a TED Talk. I did this, I did that. And this is what you're going to walk away with today. You're going to walk away with my greatest hits of what works for compelling presentations every single time. So that's what you're going to walk away with today, I hope. So this is the time to do the intro. Because if you do it sooner, we've heard that before. Mm -hmm. So next up, we're going to go to the main points. You want to, let's say you have written this incredible, huge book, 25 years of research. You really have to chunk it down into three main sections. And that's really it. Uh, The presentation, if you can keep a presentation, have you ever heard the 10, 20, 30 rule? Share the 10, 20, 30 rule with us. No more than 10 slides which I know every person in the pharmaceutical industry or medical professor is like, oh, it's impossible. I know they, I do this a lot, but 10 slides, 20 minutes uh, of a presentation, if you can keep it to 20 minutes and 30 point font. So anything on your slides should be no, no small. It should always be 30 point font or more. Also, I have to say, don't be a sideshow to your slideshow, please. Do not pictures, it should be all pictures. If you're going to have slides, we imprint ideas through pictures. We do not print imprint ideas through bullet points. Nowadays that we're, this is all we have, right? This connection. And so when people are putting all these bullet points up there and then their faces there on zoom, 
and we're trying to like choose which one, then we don't hear anything because they have all of these bullet points we're trying to read and they're talking and I'm not listening to either. So get rid of the bullet point and just have a picture if it helps, if it helps you recall what you're going to say. But I have to say, I am not a fan of slides. I have yet been proven that I love being proven wrong, by the way. Please prove me wrong. But I love to see the person's face or hear their voice and not reading bullet points. I think that helps. So that's my soapbox on slides. Love it. So we've got now main points. So you've got your first main point. You've got, let's say we chunked it all down into three main sections. We're just going to hit three main points, but every single main point you say needs to be backed up with evidence, a personal story, or play, which I always love play or an exercise or back Mm -hmm. and forth with the audience. But I'm a big fan of play because they say there's evidence that says that the, the animals that play the most live the longest. So the grizzly bears they found in the wild that play the most. They live the longest. Humans who play and have interaction late into life, they're the ones that are usually healthy and stay, live longer. So whatever your main point is, you want to back it up. You have to back it up with evidence, play, or personal story. So any questions? I know I've been like going off. No, that's, that's beautiful. So when we, I love that you've given some specific things for us to think of, 10, yeah. 20, 30. Yeah. Uh, seven, what was it? Four, four seven, seven, eight, eight breath. Four, four seven, seven, eight breath. breath. And I really should have made us do it four times in a row. Well, we will. We'll the assignment for everybody okay. who's listening is when you're done listening to this episode, do it four times. Really, truly. It will every single time help you before you go into a difficult conversation with a spouse or a, a boss, anything. It's, it's a game changer. A way to center yourself between sessions is a great way to kind of release what you had done before and get focused on the person that you're going to be with next. What? So what about the the I can keep going. (laughs) What do you recommend about a great way to close? Okay. So great. We're on to the close. Can I talk about after the main points? Definitely. Okay. So we've got, I'll just keep going forever. I mean, just keep keep going. going. It's all good. (laughs) Normally my session, my show is 30 minutes, but Viva and I are going to do, we're going to do two days. Okay. Okay, Great. Great. Okay. Well, I'll, I'll quick get to that. So boom, we've got the three points. You're backing it up with a story, evidence, or play that back and forth. Then, then is the question answer. I can't tell you how many times I've seen a talk or a meeting go awry by people just saying, I'm finished. Anybody have any questions? And then it goes off into like this, like, and it's no longer your message. It's no longer your focus. It takes away from your objective. You have to do the question and answer before you have your final drop the mic. So this is the time. And Craig Valentine taught me this, that you should say, what questions do you have for me? Instead of, does anybody have any questions? But what questions do you have for me? And by doing that, people go, oh, I do have questions. I'm empowered to ask something. So boom, that's where you put that. Then it's your call to action, your CTA, baby. So exactly think of it in like 14 words or less, or two words. So call now, change the world today and give me your money. (laughs) 
you know, uh, change your life. Give me paid $10,000, sign on the dotted line, whatever it is, this is your call to action. And if you could say it in an inspiring way, because again, in the margins, you put to inspire. So how are you going to say it? To inspire them in this moment, to make them feel something. And then final sentence, drop the mic, the DMS, which I like to call it, drop mic statement. This is the thing that people will remember. It's the last thing that you say. Very often I say, go back to the hook. Sometimes I'll be writing a talk and I'm like, what the heck? I I can't think of an ending. I can't think of a closer. Go back to the hook. What is it that grabbed them? So at the beginning of uh, sometimes of my talks, I, na- I say, sorry, 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 sorry. Now, in, within the conversation, within the presentation, by the way, presentation is really just a conversation. I mean, I'm doing most of the talking, but you're just talking to your audience. Right. And so now I go, why don't I bring it around? And now I do the different characters and I say, thank you. Thank you. Instead of like putting yourself down, why don't I have gratitude? Thank you. Thank you. And that helped me one day is, okay, let me go back to the hook. I didn't have my ending to a talk once. And that changed everything. So good. So think of what is the most, what is going to compel people, make them want to leap up out of their chair and make them feel something with that final. It's about them. W-I-I-F-M radio. What's in it for me? They are always thinking about that. What's in it for me? And if you can inspire them, quote is a really great way to do it. And I'm, I always care so much. I want mm-hmm. them to feel something. And, and I think about this quote from Joe DiMaggio that he's he quoted to say, a reporter in the crowd said, hey, Joe, tell me, how come you try so hard every time, Joe, she? And Joe said, because there might be someone in the crowd who's never seen me play and they may never see me play ever again. So I do it for them. So do it for the people who have never heard your message and the ones that this is the last time they're going to hear it. And you have that chance to change their life. That ripple will reverberate. Oh, so I mean, literally, I really wish we did have two days because (laughs) I know you could just fill it up with so much. How can people learn more about you and follow you? We are going to have the link to your TEDx talk in the show notes and any links that Eva shares, we are going to have in the show notes, but what would you, how would you like people to connect with you? Oh, just like me, love me, call me, <laughs> go to my website, evadivergilist.com. I'm very Googleable. Even if you just put in Eva TED Talk, you'll find me on the internet. But Eva Divergilist is my Twitter handle. It's my Insta. It's on all my things, my Facebook. And my email, eva at evadivergilist.com. I hope people reach out and email me. I love to help help people communicate to their absolute highest potential. I love helping people feel connected in this virtual world that we're in, because I really truly have found that you can have authentic connection in this world. And it's important for us to do that. So I love helping people do that. Thank you. Thanks for bringing your absolute special magic to all of us, because it was the 30 minutes flew. And we will have every way to connect with you in those show notes. Thanks for taking the time. Thank you for having me. It was flew by.
Oh my goodness, it was such a joy to interview Eva. I think you can see why. Go to starcoachshow.com slash 262, starcoachshow.com slash 262 to pick up the link for the TED Talk that we talked about, to be able to connect with Eva through all of those different ways that she offered us, and just to learn more about her and the work that she does. Next week, I'm welcoming Doug Brown to the show. Doug and I are going to talk about win-win selling. Basically, that when you're bringing something forward that people really need, it is win-win to sell. And how do we help people resolve the objections that get in the way of having them fully engage with what we're offering? So that's next week. And I hope you're back on Wednesday to be able to focus on that with us. Do know that every Wednesday at 4 p.m. Central Time, I'm on the Star Coach Facebook page live to answer your questions, to share a little bit about the newest show, and I hope you join me for that. Remember that each and every week, the starcoachshow.com slash resources will be available to you to really think about the kinds of tools and different opportunities there are for you to engage with tools of the trade that really will help your business take that next step. So that's starcoachshow.com slash resource. And until next week, this is Meg Rentschler wishing you the very best for your coaching success. Have a fantastic week.